So you can, yeah, you can introduce yourself and say you are, tell the audience who you oh, are. Oh, I'm um, Jay Sneed, CEO of Wealthbuilder Mastermind Group and five other online businesses. Perfect. Um, I'm Roger Perry, uh, the son of a partner mm -hmm. of Jay Sneed. Uh, just here to learn a little bit more, give you a proper interview or conversation really about All finances right. and stocks. Let's, let's do it. So you mentioned, you mentioned earning season. You said this is the best time. It's probably most exciting for those into the stock market. Um, can you break that down and explain what earning season is? Yeah. So, um, in the stock market, all corporations get a scorecard and it's just like, uh, a football game, four quarters or school where you get, you know, report card each quarter. What the, what each corporation does is they get goals by wall street. And so they either meet their goals or they fall short of the goals. And based on what the goals are, either the stocks will go up or the stocks will go down. What I do is I have perfected a way to go in and just by learning and watching the market, you're able to make a lot of money, but there are nuances to everything. And so each, each, um, wealth builder or person in the stock market, they have their own way of doing it. But I've learned from a lot of top-notch Wall Street investors. And so I'm a math person by nature. Math, mm -hmm. the numbers don't lie. And when you are able to put two, two and two together or, you know, I just have a way of making money. So I just, I can't explain it. Like I said, I just know how to get paid. <laughs> some people have the, some people have that gift. I mean, some more than others. Um, but I think obviously you creating the platform that you have is to, I assume, spread some of this knowledge and experience that you have to others that aren't quite fit or aren't quite as talented or great with numbers. Correct. correct? And you know, when, when you really look at it, I was thinking about this today. Most people want to free up their time and they say, I want to be a millionaire or I want to make money or I want to do those things. So what I always say is if you're casual about life, you'll end up a casualty and nobody's going to mm. put your best interest more than you. And so I was taught by a lot of mentors. They said, Jay, don't major in minor things, major in major things. I'm always saying, if you want to be a millionaire, study millionaires hang around millionaires so i have built up a lot of knowledge but a lot of proof positive with my clients that have told other people that have told other people always be a plus on top of my game so i study the best of the best and then i go beyond that my mentors in the stock market were the top and i tracked them down and so i learned from them capitalized on it and then even perfected it so that I could go on. And now I just go, um, now I'm helping others do it. When I decided to share the wealth, you know, it, it was for a reason. And, you know, I want to make sure that the people that want to succeed will succeed. And knowledge is, is power. And to free up your time, mm -hmm. this is one of those times where at the, at the end of the day, I like to say the the internet is the great equalizer because you don't have to ask anybody to do anything. And the, inter the internet favors right. the most aggressive and it yes. favors the most knowledgeable.
And so, so that's, that's why, you know, you can start your own business. You can do all of those things. All you have to do is ask and you ask someone smarter than you and you ask enough people, there's somebody that's going to help you. That way you go on and you don't have to tell anybody because every expert wasn't an expert when they started. Right. And so, but you have to know that up front. And, and so it's, it's just making the time to figure out what life you want to live. And in, in your opinion, because you said you have to, you just have to ask if you want to own a business, you want to make a million dollars. You know, a lot of people are afraid to do so. Why do you think that is? I always think about this and Carter G. Woodson, since this is Black History Month, he has a quote that, you know, there are two things I always think about in the back of my mind. And what he said was, he said, if you control what a man shall think, you never have to be concerned about what he will do. If you make a man feel inferior, you don't have to compel him to seek an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. If you make a man feel like he's an outcast, you don't have to order him to the back door. He'll go without being told. And if there is no door, his nature will demand one. So there are people that think they can't succeed. And the mentality in this society kind of makes you think that this is not for you. This is why there's a lot of people that spend $50,000 to make $20 an hour. $50,000 in college to make $20 an hour, right? College right. prepares you to be a worker, not an entrepreneur, right? right. And so when, when people think of what he said and you, you say, you know what? I'm not going to make anybody. I'm going to control me, right? And so... The other thing I think about, I'm like, you're going to control yourself, which means you're going to take control of your time and you're going to make yourself be smarter than the next person or whatever. And you, the, the things you do for yourself um, will always benefit you. I always ask, you know, like, why don't people wash rental cars before they turn them in? Why don't they wash rental yeah, cars before do, they do turn them in? Do people wash their rental cars before they turn them in? No, because they don't, they don't own them. Right? right? So people don't own their own situation. They don't own their job. This is why when, when there are riots in, in the community, they burn the community down because they don't own it. They don't own it. Exactly. There's no effect to them on that. Same with life. Same thing, right? People don't want to own the job. They don't want to own responsibility. When you own your responsibility, then you don't have anybody else to blame, right? <laughs> so, so these right. are the kind of easy right. things to do. And I... But what I always say, the things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. And so it's easy okay. to play PlayStation. And it's easy to learn how to do a podcast, how to start a business. Even when I was in the Air Force, I was always told by a mentor of mine, he said, you know, Jay, you're going places. When you go into a room, make sure not that you belong there, but everybody knows you belong there when you walk into the room. And so I never, I never forgot that. And so a lot of times, even over the years, I've trained myself when I go into situations, I'm so prepared that within five minutes, the people know I'm prepared. They'll say, you know what? I don't know what it is about this dude, but I got to know that cat or, or he, he's, yeah. he's on the ball. He's sharp. 
those kind of things. And so I make sure that without even saying, you know, I, I won't ask, you know, I'm not going to say anything out loud, but, you know, in general conversation with people, they will know in a quick instant that, A, I belong there, B, I know what I'm talking about, and C, maybe you need to learn something from me. With, with that confidence and, and preparation, where does that stem from? Is that something that develops uh, through, I know you were in the military, does it, does it develop through that type of structure, or was this something you just naturally had since you were younger? Being competitive in sports, but also my mother and my aunt, you know, my mother raised me at the beginning, but then my aunt and other family members raised me from when I was about 12 or 13. But my mother gave me life lessons and my grandmother gave me life lessons. And what my mother used mm -hmm. to tell me is she used to say, Jay, when people define you, they confine you. Don't let people put you in a box, create your own box. And so right. she, she knows, she knows when people put a label on you, they'll, they'll put you, they'll keep that label on you for 150 years. So don't let people put you in a box because they're very good at putting you in a box and make sure don't let people define you, define yourself. Over the years, I could tell when something, you know, it was like people at the job will say, oh, you know what? He's all right, but, you know, he maybe he's not CEO material. Or, oh, this person, you know, he could do this job, but he may not be a management material or those kind of things. The second you hear right. that, if, if you tell me I can't be the CEO of the job, I don't need to be there. No. Right? Or maybe I'll just get, if you tell me that, I'll know just enough to say, okay, well, I'll just get the knowledge I need here to move on to my next job. So I'm just going to do a building block and keep moving. A lot of people don't move. They don't create their own, they don't, they don't create their own path or they don't look at things exactly what they are. Uh, Maya Angelou, she said, look, when people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. <laughs> right? Don't unbelieve them. Believe them. And so, right. And so those kind of things are, are what we need to know and we need to look at it for what it is. And especially younger people, this is why, you know, YouTube is popular, Instagram, yeah. all of those things. But the internet is, like I said, the great equalizer. Albert Einstein said that people only use 10% of their brain. And he said even he used only 10%. He said he wished he could get be past the 10%. Yeah. And so though, those are the kind of things I think about. I go, you know what, how do I spend my time? And when I spend my time, I make it count so that I can free up my time. And so the stock market is a way to build not only wealth, but generational wealth. Having a business, wealth, but only generational wealth hanging around people that are going in this in the direction you want to be i'm trying to remember who said it but they said hey if you're the smartest person in your group time to get a new group right <laughs> always go somewhere That's yeah go somewhere where you're not the smartest person and these people will tell you they, they said you know even when i was in the military they said Dave, if you want to be a thief ask a thief if you want to be a doctor ask a doctor if you want to be a millionaire ask a millionaire 
it's it's funny you use that quote because I, I for a second I thought you were going to reference somebody. My dad told me that you uh, were recently told about Nipsey Hussle through my cousin. And Nipsey actually has a quote. He did an interview and they asked him, was he the smartest in his room? And he said, absolutely not. He said he may be the dumbest. And it's interesting because obviously he's the face of his camp or he was the face of his camp. But he had everyone around him, his brother, his, his management team, his camp. They all knew more outside to be able to help him build what they were trying to build together. So that's a very solid point that you said that because that I mean, most successful people view life that right. way. And, and, and see, when your cousin mentioned Nipsey Hussle, I went back and researched him. Because I, I was yeah. familiar with his music, but I wasn't that deep into his. I was more into Snoop, right? Or, or my generation. But yeah. when, I, when I saw Nipsey Hussle, I said, okay, that is why people gravitate toward him. He was a businessman. Now, when I was in Crenshaw, yeah. you know, I would be, in, you know, I lived in San Diego and I would be in LA quite a bit. And I would be in Crenshaw because there was a, a black memorabilia spot over in Crenshaw. I would pass by his shop and all of those things. I knew where it was, but I never really would, would go in there. But I can I can respect Nipsey. And, um, you know, and that's why I said that was a, a blind spot for me. But it connects me now to the younger generation because I can see, I can connect the dots. And he said a lot of, you know, truthful things. I mean, timeless things. Absolutely. You you mentioned a quote about using uh, more than 10% of your brain or only using 10%. To me, it's funny as you say that I feel like um, the younger generation, especially those of that are of my nature that went to college and thought we were following the American dream, listening to what they told us to do, um, we feel maybe lied to. You know, we feel like they didn't tell us everything. There was some information that was left out. Um, that 10%, in my opinion, ex ex extending past that is doing stuff with the stock market and being a part of something like this, because I don't think, um, I think we're fearful of investing because we're so big on making sure we have mm -hmm. money that we're scared to lose it or invest it into something that can make us more. Um, in your personal opinion, what do you, why do you feel that is the case with younger kids, younger generation or the generation of yours? Uh, why are we fearful of investing? And then why is it important to do so? Well, you know, most most kids coming up, so let's say you're born 2000 or 1990s, right? And so people remember the housing crisis, the stock market crash of 1989, all of those things. And so they see uh, the parents working. A lot There are a lot of one-parent households or both parents working. This generation, though, I was born in the 60s, so my parents just did just enough to make any kind of dollar. Once I got of age and started growing up and then my kids, I did a little bit better, right? And so now his generation or the 30-year-olds, they see their parents and so they want to do a little bit better. And so now as we're growing, the things that we don't know in the African-American community is the expendable income piece, the generational wealth piece, the finance, we don't talk about money per se from the stock market because people think it's a, it's confusing or it's hard. And there's a reason people don't show you the stock market or people don't talk about finances. And so this is where learning the game or learning how people make money, finance is is um, one of those those things that we should, as a community, 
learn because this does build generational wealth, foundational wealth. And when you do a simple Google search and it says most millionaires, you know, they invest in the stock market. They do a, a lot. So they, they have a business, they invest, and then they do real estate. But I just actually was watching a show Friday in Miami <laughs> every year. There's a group called Tiger 21 and Tiger 21 are the richest of the rich. In the area, or are they bring all, over, all over the world? Me. Yeah, there's a person that owns it, and it's like a, it's like a Lindsey Vaughn, Drake, um, people like that. Okay, they're, they're Tiger Twenty One members, right? And what the Tiger Twenty One founder was said was, you know, there are a lot of. He noticed. He said when he first started it, there were people in their fifties, sixties. Now there are people in their thirties in that group. Taylor Swift. People like that, yeah. um, multimillionaires, um, things like that. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, these pe people like that. One of the questions they asked was, what do you invest in? What does the filthy rich invest in? And a lot of them do private equity, like Shark Tank now. Like they, they find businesses that they can invest in to, to invest in. And so that's part of, that yeah. came out of the stock market. So when you're wealthy, Shark Tank is popular for a reason because these millionaires know that private equity, you got to spend money to make money. And they know of that course. ideas, when you find those moonshots, and so it's an investment and it's a private investment. Even in the stock market, it's the same principle. There are average investors and then there are good investors, then there are great investors. And the great investors don't say anything. The stock market is that scary thing where people think they're going to lose money. But once you understand it, it's a way to have you control your time, control your, your, your life. Because when you, when you have money and you can do things on your own, the internet, like I said, is, is, like it's the it's the great equalizer and you can be your own CEO today. If you have a business, if you have a podcast, if you have, you know, anything you want to do, you better know investments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you better know how to make your money make money. I mean, you make an interesting point with the internet. Um, I'm sure many people that have joined your group um, coming to speak to you and, and learn have probably done their own research a little bit on the stock market, maybe practice themselves, um, and maybe just use the internet for the information that they gathered. What makes you different than what someone can look up on the internet? You know, why your group? Why what makes your information different than what someone maybe try to find on because the internet? Because that's a that's a, a very good question because what makes it unique? You know, I've attended a lot of seminars online seminars, I spent a lot of money and I listen to people and learn from them. One of the things about starting a business is been to those seminars where people say, I'm going to teach you how to do a business. I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to teach you how to do that. And, and then people come in and they take a lot of notes, but then at the end, all they have is a lot of notes, <laughs> right? Okay. It's the actual implementation in the stock market. I didn't really offer to show people how to do the stock market until I had mastery of it. And mastery means I had my own unique way of doing it. And so 
when I went and saw right. other people, I spent money watching people on TV that said, oh, they're going to help me do this. They're going to help me do that. Oh, I'm going to make millions. I was only in the course right. just to see what they taught, how they taught it. Once again, I see a lot of people and they struggle. And what they didn't do, what I do is I break it down very, in very simple terms that you can implement it right away. And I make it to where I connect the dots for people and then I actually give them the stocks. Whereas a lot of these other courses and stuff, they do not give you the stocks unless you pay, 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 pay for each stock ticker, right? And so I give you the stocks and then I show you exactly what I use, how I use it. And then I break down in great detail how to research a stock, what makes a good stock, what makes a bad stock, and then all those little things on how to make money. And then not only, and then keep it, but then keep it for a lifetime and then turn it into generational wealth to where you can keep, give it to your kids, your grandkids. And, and the way I tell people is I said, once you learn it, you don't unlearn it. This is why I start with the history of stocks and I start with the foundation of money and those sorts of things. And then I connect all the dots. So um, it's interesting to see like in this group, I'm watching people from all walks of life, all different ages. I take feedback and you take it seriously because you want it, everything to be better and to evolve. And so I listen to everybody and then you, you, you change it for the better for the group. And, and sooner or later you have a, a fine tuned machine, you know? And so the thing I like about it, what makes me different is, um, it's word of mouth. That's the best referral there is, right? When people tell you, they say, Hey, you know, I didn't know anything about, but I'm not scared of it now. I know now, right? I know right. this and I know that. And so th those are the things that I like. And I said, Hey, I, I want people to know it just as well as me to where they may just have their own wealth building business, you know, those kind of things. And they, you know, those sorts of things. And then, and it's awesome. That's good. I think, I think you may have answered other questions <laughs> for me today. Um, I appreciate you having me here to be able to talk yeah. to you about it. I'm sure we may spend another time on a little bit more in depth about option trading, some little ver verbiage that we might not yeah. be familiar with, but yeah, All I right. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.